Have you taken the Enneagram or Myers-Briggs personality tests or just heard about them nonstop and want to know what it's all about? Well, me too, because I've been hearing about it for months now. I feel like once I started to get into more finding myself and spirituality and all of that, that's kind of when it started to like pop up, finding out your personality, finding out what makes you tick, all the above. Well, you come to the right podcast and pick the right episode. Actually, I don't know. Maybe you didn't. And I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But either way, keep listening if you want to get into all that today. So let's get into this episode because y'all know I can just keep talking. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Awkward Mom Stage Podcast, a podcast where Lola, that's me, a millennial mom, talks to friends about life, motherhood, and everything in between. Every Wednesday, I bring you topics that we all struggle with, whether we're a parent or not. Every stage of motherhood is awkward. Whether you have one kid or six, you're a dog mom, or you feel like your partner's mom, things can get messy. I'm for sure an awkward mom, navigating all the growing pains that come along with millennial mom life. Feel stuck in an identity crisis? Feel like your life lacks direction? Goals feel distant? Well, you're not alone. Tune in every Wednesday as I go through the crazy coaster called life with you. This podcast celebrates motherhood in all forms for exactly what it is awkward. I'm your host, Lola Nicole. Grab yourself a glass of water or wine, whichever suits your day, and get ready because the Awkward Mom stage starts now. Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, hello, how are you? Welcome to my awkward life. If you're old here, Welcome back. I missed you. On today's episode, I'm talking all about the Enneagram and Myers-Briggs personality tests. I took both tests because, as we all know by now, we're working on ourselves around here on this show. So since we're all on this life-changing journey together, I wanted to make sure I was sharing things with you guys that helped to change my life or helped to develop into life-changing things so maybe it can help you change your life as well which is why I volunteer as tribute shout out to anyone that got that reference to try these methods out before I share them so I can give you firsthand experience and all of that as long as I don't have to you know do anything life-threatening I think we'll be okay so you may be asking what an Enneagram is anyway An Enneagram is a system of personality typing that describes patterns and how people interpret the world and manage their emotions and all of that. It's also supposed to describe the nine personality types in maps, and it takes each of those in a nine-pointed diagram and helps illustrate how the types relate to one another. So you also have wings with your Enneagram. So for example, if you tested a two, you would either be a wing one or a wing three. So we got what an Enneagram is. So what's the Myers-Briggs test, you say? It's the Myers-Briggs type indicator test, which is an introspective self-report questionnaire that indicates differing psychological preferences and how people perceive the world and make decisions that test is supposed to assign four categories, which are introversion or extroversion, sensing or intuition, 
thinking or feeling, judging or perceiving. It's an instrument that's supposed to be used to make psychological types understand in useful everyday life. So the test results identify valuable differences between people's differences that can be the source of misunderstandings and miscommunication. So if you have trouble getting your point across or if you feel like people are constantly misunderstanding you or if you feel like they're not understanding what you're trying to come across or they're not understanding your, I guess, even your demeanor or the way that you're saying it, maybe they are taking it offensively when it's not how you mean it at all, but that could be a part of your personality type. So these tests are basically supposed to help you know more about you. So that way, you know, you know how you react to situations, but maybe you don't understand why you react that way. So this kind of helps give a deeper look into why you are the way you are. So now that we got all that out, what's my Enneagram, you say? Well... Thanks for asking. I'm an Enneagram 2. I'm like 3% off from being equally wing 1 and wing 2 or wing 1 and wing 3, sorry. But I'm higher, I guess technically, wing 1. So I am an Enneagram 2 with wing 1. I also, on the Myers-Briggs type indicator test, I'm an ENFJ, INFJ, And INTJ, those are my three main personality types. I'll link everything so that way you can kind of go and like check out what all of that means because I'm sure that you're probably Googling things right now. Like, what is she talking about right now? So it's cool. Anyway, those are my three main personality type matches. So I am ENFJ, which is the teacher personality type. I'm a very good match for that. ENFJs are idealistic organizers driven to implement their vision of what is best for humanity. They often act as catalysts for human growth because of their ability to see potential in other people and their charisma in leading others. And then INFJ, which is the counselor, I'm also a very good match for. And INFJs are creative nurturers with strong sense of personal integrity and a drive to help others realize their potential. Creative and dedicated, they have a talent for helping others with original solutions to their personal challenges. And then I'm also a good match for INTJ. This would more so be, I guess, my my least dominant personality type, basically. But that is the mastermind and INTJs are analytical problem solvers eager to improve systems and processes with their innovative ideas. They have a talent for seeing possibilities for improvement, whether at work, at home, or in themselves, which makes sense because we are on this life-changing journey together, right? So yeah, that is me and a little more into my personality and the things that I'm learning, I'm still kind of understanding and figuring out, you know, what all the personality information that I have means. So stay tuned for that, I guess. When I figure it out, y'all figure it out. So my four categories that I was assigned out of introverted and extroverted, I'm more introverted than extroverted, which I knew that's 
kind of always been me. I've always been kind of more quiet and observant first. I'm more talkative once you get to know me. So that wasn't shocking. And then for sensing and intuition, I'm more intuition and a little bit of sensing. And then thinking versus feeling, I'm more feeling than thinking and perceiving versus judging. I judge more than I perceive. So let's go through these and read what they mean for people who aren't 100% on what they mean. And if you guys hear birds in the background, it's because the birds are popping today, even though it's raining outside, like they are really going ham. So it's a beautiful day for them, I guess. Anyway, introversion versus extroversion. This dimension describes how you manage your energy Your preference for introversion or extroversion relates to how readily you express yourself, how easily you warm up to new people, and the extent to which you engage with the world around you. But most fundamentally, this dimension relates to whether you are energized by time alone or time with other people. So since I am more introverted than extroverted, as an introvert, I'm primarily focused inward on my own thoughts, feelings, and experiences. Most of the time... I find it more energizing to be quiet in peaceful surroundings than to be surrounded by noise or large groups of people, which yes, to all of that for me. (laughs) And I tend to be reserved and keep my thoughts to myself. So yeah, that definitely describes my style for sure. I feel like I've always been more on the introverted side than the extroverted side, but I can be extroverted when I'm comfortable in my surrounding. So for sensing versus intuition, this dimension describes how you process information. Your preference for sensing or intuition indicates whether your style of thinking is straightforward, factual and concrete or creative, interpretive and abstract. Sensors and intuitives tend to be interested in different kinds of information. With sensors, they're more interested in facts and details. And with intuitives, they're more interested in ideas. So for me, I am more on the intuition side than the sensing side. As an intuitive, I'm primarily interested in ideas and possibilities. I tend to be bored by mundane details, preferring instead to look at the big picture and understand how everything fits together. I'm drawn to interesting ideas and theories and enjoy imagining the future. I naturally see patterns and connections and often have a sixth sense about things. So I definitely feel like I'm more intuitive than sensing. I like facts and details, but not as much as interesting ideas. So that definitely read me like a book, which is really weird how accurate these tests were like I thought I was gonna like take them and it was gonna be some bogus crap that I'd be like yeah this is like one of those stupid tests in the back of the magazine where they're testing you on something that has absolutely no merit for anything in your life whatsoever and you're like this means nothing to me (laughs) but anyway uh thinking versus feeling this dimension describes your orientation to personal values your preference for thinking or feeling can be thought of as your preference for head versus heart in your decision making. This dimension relates to how you prioritize conflicting values and whether you tend to feel more comfortable relying on logic and reason or emotions and personal judgments. So for me, I'm more on the feeling than thinking side. As a feeler, I am driven by values of compassion, altruism, and cooperation. 
I tend to put the needs of others above my own and always consider how to care for the people around me. I look for ways to work together with other people and accommodate them and feel most comfortable in an environment of positive emotions. So yeah, that's definitely me. I think my personal value is definitely more on the feeling side than the thinking side. Some Sometimes I take the thinking side, which obviously, you know, I have enough of a score to kind of show how much I use my thinking side. And I do feel a lot and I do like personal values and compassion and cooperation and all of that. I like to work on my own, but when I do work with others, I like to make sure that I put their needs above mine. That can be helpful or hurtful for me sometimes. So it just really depends, but that was also accurate. And then the last section is perceiving versus judging. So this dimension of personality describes how you manage your life. Your preference for perceiving versus judging has to do with your orientation towards structure, schedules, deadlines, and organization. It also has to do with how you tend to manage your time and approach the work you have to do. So I am more judging versus perceiving. As a judger, I prefer to approach my life with a sense of structure and order. I like things planned and scheduled, and I don't like unexpected change. I tend to maintain systems of organization, appreciate structured environments, and it's important to me to follow through on my promises. And I consider myself responsible and reliable, which Yes to all of that. I am definitely more of a planned and scheduled person. When it comes to like fun in life, obviously I like to have some spontaneity, but for my like regular everyday life, I much prefer structure. I much prefer for things to be planned. I like to have a schedule. Like that's just me. That's kind of always been me. So that definitely was not shocking at all. But this test was extremely useful for me because it's really helped figure out myself, helped figure out, you know, different things, different quirks about me that I may not have even realized. So it was just really cool at how accurate and also how helpful the test was. So that is me and my Enneagram and Myers-Briggs scores and testing and all of that fun stuff. I found like a cute Enneagram and Myers-Briggs Instagram pages uh, that I followed for they put up the cutest little animations and things and also give like information and ways to love your Enneagram number like just all kinds of cool stuff on there. So I will put those two Instagrams in the show notes as well. So you can check those out because those are really cute and kind of, it also helps you find other people whom are also your Enneagram number and your Myers-Briggs test score mates. Like you can find people, you can find like-minded people through it as well. So I think that's really cool. Since I'm on Clubhouse, I have also found a couple people that are Enneagram 2s as well. So that's been really cool to kind of find and connect with other people who are like you. So how can you use your test results and how have I been using them? I have been using them to help me navigate meeting new people, help me navigate in the current relationships that I already have. 
and just find things that help with how I work and help with how I think. And I think that's also been a great way for me to be able to be more structured and organized this year. I've been trying to focus a lot more on making sure that things are organized, making sure that I have them planned out. Even with this podcast, like I've started to batch record because that's been like a savior in time for me. I'm really not trying to spend hours the night before a podcast episode is supposed to go up, finishing editing and all that stuff. I kind of want to have it out so I can focus more on interacting with you guys and with my family and just, you know, all the things. So this has really helped me to kind of figure out how I work, how I tick, uh, the things that have helped me kind of figure out me a little bit. Hey y'all, it's Lola here, host and producer of the Awkward Mom Stays podcast. And let me tell you, hosting and producing this podcast is not easy. I had no idea what I was doing and I still kind of don't. Don't tell anyone, but I don't. Buzzsprout has definitely been there to help me along the way. From hosting to helpful videos on what to do, how to edit, where to go, how to get music, you name it. They let me know how to do it. And their Facebook community is even more helpful. So let me tell you now, if you are a podcaster or you're trying to start a podcast or you have a podcast and you're looking for a host, definitely check out Buzzsprout. They've got everything you need to get started, even a domain name if you don't already have one. Trust me, I'm no tech genius, and Buzzsprout has definitely been my saving grace. So if you're interested, you can definitely click the link in the show notes, and it will take you to Buzzsprout, and they will walk you through everything you need on getting your podcast up, running, and ready to go. Now back to the show. So these tests are useful. It's a useful analytic tool to kind of help you understand others' emotions, help you understand your own emotions. And that's just kind of been how I'm navigating my results, just kind of using them as a guide to what I need emotionally and how others are acting emotionally and what they need. Because even even my kids, like it helps me to know myself as a mother more. So I'm able to help and be there for my kids and be a better mom and a better wife, just kind of all around understand when I have things going on, or if I'm just having like an emotional day, like just all the things I really am just curious to kind of see what makes myself and others tick. And I think this really kind of helps, you know, do that. So if you haven't noticed by now, this whole podcast is working on ourselves, babe. So just know, I'll be talking about a lot about life changing things all the time throughout this podcast. Because, you know, that's what this mama needs, some change in her life for the better. So I just wanted to throw that out there in case anyone was wondering. So you can use your test results as well to find out more about your personality, how you react to things, how you how things affect you. And I feel like this is a great way to get a better understanding of yourself how you like things done, how you like things to go. So that way you're able to communicate with your family, your friends, and even your coworkers to make your life day-to-day 
just a little easier to deal with and to get through because it's not only you, you understanding yourself, but it's also helping the people around you to understand who you are and how you work. And I think that really helps with how they react because I feel like, you know, reactions and things like that can get misinterpreted attitudes, feelings, whatever they can be misinterpreted all the time. You know, we're all human. It's human nature. So I feel like this kind of helps you better yourself and your relationship and understand your moods and feelings a lot better and the people around you. You know, it's kind of like when you're in a relationship or I I say even before you get into a relationship to read it, but to read the five love languages and like find out what your love languages are and like how you work, how you receive love and all of that, because that really helps you communicate with your partner or when you're looking for a partner, making sure that that partner is giving you, you know, love the way you need. And you're able to then be like, Hey, you know, have you read this or whatever? And then you can find out their love language. And then you two can be on a better foot just in general. So yeah, the five love languages is great. So I feel like this is kind of like that only with feeling personality and, you know, understanding how you work and all of that. So this is more for like your psychological being, you know, rather than how you function in a relationship, this will be how you function throughout every day. Now I'm no scientist, no doctor. Please don't take anything that I say and be like, no need for a therapist or professional help. Cause I got this. I just have to take these tests and I'm good to go. No, ma'am. No, sir. You need to make sure that all aspects of your mind, body, and soul are well taken care of, boo. Okay. This is only to help guide you throughout your new life, help you figure out. This might also help you figure out what areas in your life you need help. You know, do you need a therapist? Do you need a life coach? Do you need uh, an interior designer? Like this will help you figure out you and figure out how you can get help around you because this also helped show me, you know, that I'm, I have a hard time asking for help. It's, I'm more of the carer. I'm more of the caretaker, the giver. Like I want to be the one to like help, but in that, in my personality also hinders me because I can over help or, you know, over care. And then I get upset when people aren't caring and loving me the way that I feel that they should, you know? So it's just like a whole thing. And it's a whole wrap around for me. I still see my therapist. I love therapy. It's great. I feel like it's a great way for me to be myself and really get out what I need to get out to figure out me, you know? So yeah, make sure that you get help in whatever area you need. This is only uh, how to help you help yourself guide. You feel me? I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you took the test, let me know on Instagram, share it on your stories and tag me. I'll share them. I'd love to see them. I'd love to see what results you got, what your Enneagrams are, and what you scored on the Myers-Briggs test. And I want to find where my fellow Enneagram twos are. Are you a wing one, wing two? Are you kind of like me and you're almost equally both wing one, wing two? Why do I keep saying two? 
wing one, wing three. I keep saying two because my Enneagram is two. So forgive me. I want to find my fellow Enneagram twos. And are you a wing one or a wing three or are you both? Also, fun fact, the Enneagram twos, it's Enneagram eight, five, and two. Those are the rarest Enneagram numbers. So we rare y'all. We are gems. Okay. So that's the episode. I'm going to get off here running my trap. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you head over to the Awkward Mom stage on Instagram. Give me a follow there. Share it with your friends, neighbors, that cute girl at the gym, or your husband. Also, it would mean so much to me if you donated to the podcast by clicking the Buy Me a Coffee link on the website or in the show notes. I love doing this podcast. It's a passion project for me, so it's for free. It will always be for free for y'all but it will definitely help with the behind the scenes hosting and editing costs. And I'm developing something special for you guys and some giveaways in the works. So please, if you can donate to the pod, support your girl. I got kids to take care of. If you can't donate, don't even worry about it. Help me out by rating and reviewing this episode. Just scroll on down from this episode, leave me a little review, say hello on iTunes, or simply screenshot this episode, share and tag the Awkward Mom stage on your Instagram story. I'll reshare them. I'll shout you out. I got you, boo. And as always, it is always so fun when I come on here every week and I get to talk to you guys. I feel like I can update you on what's going on in my life and then you guys can update me on what's going on in your lives. I want this to be a whole thing. So. With that said, I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for joining me this week on the Awkward Mom Stage podcast. Make sure to visit our Instagram page where you can follow and find information on next week's show and any updates for the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast shows. While you're at it, if you're enjoying the show, I'd appreciate it so much if you rate the show on iTunes or share this podcast with a friend. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday for an all new episode. I hope you're having an awesome week. Happy hump day. And always remember you're beautiful. Lola.